What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. So we're uh, we're gonna start with a shot here at uh, 1:07 p.m. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you, my brother. Thanks for the uh, nice to meet you. It's a great way to meet each other. Let's have a shot. Loosen up. Woo! Oh, I haven't taken a shot of vodka in years. Are we live? It's honestly the worst liquor to take a shot of. It's it's good for mixed drinks, but it's not good to just take a shot of. I mean, I yeah. do it, but we're here. It's not like whiskey. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Just My Thoughts. Happy to have you here. Also happy to have my two guests here. Got Vito. What's up, brother? What up, man? And my new friend, Addison. What's going on, dude? Hello. How's it going? So, uh, Addison, you are the founder of Keep Indie Indie. Is that correct? correct? Yes. How many is it? You are the founder. Or I am the founder. The founder. I like the sole hat. owner. Nice. Really, but Vito here basically become a partner very yeah. recently in the past couple of years. Congrats! Yeah, Vito. I, he's. I mean, he's got good work. So yeah. Stop. I mean, he just <laughs> fell into my lap, it. and it was just like meant to be, I guess, because it, you know we were living together before we even decided to work together, no and shit. it was sort yeah. of like. Well, you do drone and all this other like video and and you know visual stuff, and I got this platform, and I was like mm-hmm. kind of stupid that we didn't think of it before. And then um, I don't know, we were already spending so much time together that it became <laughs> kind of funny. Like you know, I think the past like year and a half, like <laughs> no question, I, I've spent more time with him than like anyone else. Like, we're pretty much like brothers now, living together, <laughs> working together, and um, it's been fun. So I mean, keeping the indie is a big deal here in Indianapolis. Yeah, where it, it's uh, got you know it's it kind of, it's big and not at the same time because when you think of big organizations or something, I mean they're literally big. They got offices and they got mm-hmm. lots of employees and they you know they're um, you know they they're big in like all these other ways where we're. Literally, it's just me and Vito and, you know, a couple other people helping me out. And it's it's big in the in the sense of we have a huge online, like, presence and uh, following. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's not like we don't have our own office space. I've never needed it, really. Yeah. Um, we work out of co-working spaces and coffee shops and things like that. Um, and it's not a huge operation because we don't need, you know... Luckily, not only do we like have this big platform, but we can also do like most and close to all of the content ourselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of the internet, man. It is. Isn't it great? And like, it, you know, I think like we, um, you know, keep in the indie started when the time was right, and the internet mm-hmm. is still relatively new. But social media is like very new if you really think about it. Like Instagram, I started it right when Instagram was starting to become a thing. And it, so it was, when it was it? It was so I started it in 2013. I thought of the idea. No kidding. Yeah, I thought of the idea like years before that. Um, I didn't know what exactly it would be, but I thought of like the phrase "keeping the indie" like a while ago, even before that. Um, but the entity itself, like when I trademarked it mm-hmm. and I, you know, established the LLC and you know got the domain and the social media accounts and all of that, that was in 2013. Okay. Um, and Instagram was pretty new back then, and it started on Instagram. Okay. And that's still kind of where we dominate. Okay. Yeah. So I know, like, 
whenever I'm thinking of like bigger accounts that have like kind of the same, what, your, what's your business model? First of all, like, uh, it's a good question. You have a membership, so, like, right? What's that? You have a membership. Yeah, it's you know, um, when I first started it, it, I had this idea that I would make the majority. You know, if I made money, I would sell shirts and stickers, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and and I kind of started it for fun. I never thought, or well, I, I never like intended or planned on on it being like my full time thing or anything. But I thought maybe it could be mm-hmm. at the same time. But I didn't really know how to go about making like you know good enough money to like live off of. But um, it became like much down the line a B two B model or business to business yep. where we make the money mostly off of like other businesses doing advertisements with us. So we right. had to build that following first in order to be able to sell that to a business. So you mean you had to put in work before you started making money? Because yeah, a lot of people don't understand yeah, that like concept. Years of work. It wasn't like you know <laughs> that the B two B model didn't start until like a couple like two or three years ago. Yeah, believe it or not, and I started it. I guess seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So, but for a while, it, it, it wasn't my full time thing by any means. Um, it was kind of for fun. I made a little bit of money off doing some posts here and there, selling some shirts here and there. But it wasn't my main thing. Yeah. Believe it or not, I've <laughs> uh, lived in other cities, ran it remotely. I've lived in oh, really? Austin, Seattle, Southern California. I've traveled the world a couple times, and a lot of times I wasn't even here when I was running it. Nice. <laughs> so my partner, Ryan, um, he's run our social media for Indie Fitness Mag for, like, the last three years. Like, we did it together the first year, and then he did it all himself, like, the last three years. We just turned four uh, last month. Um, but he's never once lived in Indianapolis this whole time. Oh, so that's crazy. So he's funny. lived in Cincinnati and San Diego. He's finally coming home. Nice. Uh, this week, actually, yeah, dude, I'm so excited, Streetwell. I can't wait, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've, ta- I've chatted with him a couple times. Actually, we were gonna connect in San Diego. It was kind of funny because we realized I was like, I'm in the Gaslamp District. You're in Little Italy. If you know San Diego, it's like five minutes away. Mm-hmm. And we never met, but um, we thought, you know, maybe we could meet. But we went there for my bachelor party. That was a good time. Oh, San Diego's a great spot yeah. for a bachelor party. Dude, we had a we had a uh, a house with a, a rooftop. And we all got there in the morning. So, or no, uh, Strebo and I got there one day, and he and I got drunk and passed out. Not like passed out from drinking, but just yeah. passed out from being tired. And then <laughs> the next day, our friends got in, and it, we're out drinking champagne and like going crazy. At, normally, it would be nine a.m. our time, but six a.m. our like in San Diego time. Oh yeah, got yeah. a lot of complaints. Almost got kicked out of our house like within the first twenty-four hours. Yikes! <laughs> yeah. Great visit though. We were in Ocean Beach, which I'm told is not like the spot to go, but it's up there. Good time. It's I'd say it's in the top as far as beaches go. I'm Mm -hmm. top three. I mean, you're talking like there's so many like good beach areas, but uh, I'd say Pacific Beach is a little better than Ocean, but Ocean is still a lot of fun. We went to Pacific Beach uh, to go out. Yeah, well, Ocean Beach I like because you can make your own bonfires there. They have bonfire pits. That's cool. We do that all the time. Just have a little campfire, get the guitar out, and. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Guitar guy? I Yeah, I'm a musician. Okay. Yeah. All day, every day? No kidding. Yeah, he lives with me, so oh, I have to, so he's like, okay. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of the night, here I, downstairs some, strumming? Yeah, there's something about, like, I can't be in, like, a three to five foot radius of a guitar without, like... Picking it up. Yeah, yeah I just can't do it. And there's a force that just compels me to pick it up and annoy people with it, so. <laughs> It's usually just Wonderwall over and over, but... So, Vito, how'd you, how'd you get started? 
Nice. I, I like the Wonderwall <laughs> joke. Sorry, I gotta stop where we are. I appreciate that. Here's Wonderwall. Dude, I, <laughs> I got started um, beginning of college. I was bored of like school, and I just wanted something else to do. And so I was thinking of like business ideas, and I actually was talking with a buddy of mine, um, and he was like, uh, he said his, his friend had a car page out in California, had like a million followers. And I was like, or he was saying how much he was making just from this car page off like posts, just like Mm -hmm. thousands of dollars per post. And I was like, shoot, I can do this. And this was probably like four years ago. And so I started a car page and I grew it. And within like the first year, I had like 200,000 followers. No shit. What page is this? It was called Hypercar Videos. This is a long story Uh, of how it got deleted. What? Dude, you want me to tell the story? I I do. I do. I had a Twitter account that I was doing like sports history pages. And I had like 10 of them. One of them was a Yankees page, which is like Yankees have the most diehard fans. I was so pumped. It was growing and growing. It got to like 10K. Are you a Yankees fan? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I mean. Gonna they have like yeah. a cult following though. Yeah, like they do. The Yankees. Yeah. So I had I had like Colt or I'm sorry, Yankees, uh, Cubs, White Sox. I had like probably 12 sports pages, sports history pages where I was going to start sp- selling sports memorabilia. Got deleted. I was pissed, but it was nowhere near 200K, so I got to hear this. Yeah, so uh, I was, I think I was, uh, how long ago was this? Two years, Probably, yeah, about two years ago. I was trying to get verified, and we were looking up, like, ways to get verified. And there was this myth that if you create a separate Instagram account, uh, like a copycat (laughs) account, and you, it's basically like a duplicate, and you use that page to uh, report it, then you can get verified. Yeah, I don't but, even know if that's a myth. It probably did work with some people. Yeah, but you probably did but it from the it same backfired but, but what happened was my buddy created the page, right? Mm-hmm. And he reported me instead of me reporting him. Oh no! Him. As a joke. Yeah, yeah, I was as there. As a joke. <laughs> same day, my page gets deleted. Now, because he told me he was like, "Yeah, I reported you." And I didn't believe him. And then after that happened, I was like, did you really report me? He was Is like, he still yeah. your friend? Yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still was, my friend. I was there, and it was so awkward, because I was like, dude, how are you not strangling him right now? And he took it like a champ. He was just like, oh, that sucks, and yeah. like went about his day. I well, like, I thought I was oh, going to get it back. And okay. actually, Addison, because uh, one oh, of the ways yeah. to get it back was you had to have like an LLC. Mm-hmm. So he bought me an LLC. Yeah, I bought him the, the like state like business registration, all that. I was like, no, we can get it back. Just yeah. like prove that So we went through everything business. to try to get it back. I've probably done it like 10, 15 times. Never Seriously. to no avail. Yep. I mean, tell them about how many, not, not just your followers, but how many hits you were getting a week. Yeah, so 16 um, million? I have a screenshot, yeah. I, I was getting 16 million <laughs> impressions Dang, a week. That's like, he could have, you know, and, and that was a couple years ago. If yeah. he would have kept it going, I bet it would have been multi-million people following it yeah. at yeah. this point. Um, I, was, I was one of the biggest car pages at the time, even then. Jeez. And now I'd probably be over a million followers. Funnily enough, though, it was right when that happened that he, he and I started working yeah. on keeping Andy. It's exactly when so it started. So sort of like, but yeah. but leading. Uh, so after that, I started getting into like videos, and um, I had like a ring business at the in college, and I was like making videos for it. So that's kind of how I got into the video game. A ring business. Yeah, it was like wooden rings, and I would mm. sell them to like Facebook followers around my city. That was like my first legit business. Your city, which. Uh, so I'm from Kokomo. Okay. So it's yeah. like a smaller town. Yeah, but dude, yeah. I was like in one in one summer, I did like 3K to sell in rings. Nice. Yep. Isn't it? 
isn't it life changing when you make a dollar on the internet? Dude, I remember when I got my first sale yeah. online uh, through Shopify. Yep. I about cried. I yeah. was like, this is like possible. Like, this is how people <laughs> yeah. do it. It's like the best whenever you wake up and you're like, I, you get the Stripe notifications. Yeah, sale. dude. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. He's got There's the Stripe. There's something about, yeah, I have Stripe too. And there is just something psychologically like appealing about like hearing that ding or, or like just seeing that notification where mm-hmm. it becomes like a game. And that's, that's how. Yeah, it's gamified. Gotta, yeah. Um, that'll help you really start like, you know, yeah, working hard because like making money you know that's obviously an incentive on its own but there is something right. about just like seeing it well it's like whenever visually. you like build something and then like you just let it like let it go and let yep. it be free and it starts making you money like that's the best feeling in the world the passive like, income i don't have yeah i don't have to do anything else of course you always want to improve but like i don't have to do anything else and i can make money yeah I, at this at this you know this day and age though you can't really like oh, you know, sure. bank on anything because there's paradigms shift and like there's you know different different disruptions that happen out of nowhere these gotta stay ahead of the curve black swan events if you will like so even gotta, like instagram changes all the time yep. yeah policy changes that's actually you know changes. why keeping the indie expanded beyond just a social media based thing most people know it from instagram but it's it's not just a social media based thing anymore and a few yeah. years ago i just saw the writing on the wall and i was like it's not i gotta expand and come up with a way to make this a timeless entity and idea to where like if god forbid instagram is not a thing anymore or something happens with it i'm not effed yeah they can cut you, you know? off on a whim it's right like, yeah you're done like, no it could like happen i mean it could happen like yeah. myspace you have no power didn't like the guy that bought myspace he bought it for like 500 million dollars i don't even think it was like a few I think, months I think after yahoo. that was it yahoo that yeah, bought it was it? a big group yeah yeah what it, whoever it was right. It was five hundred right million dollars, and like I remember, even when they bought it, I was like, "Wow, that was a dumb idea." Nobody's, everybody's like leaving MySpace for Facebook, and like I don't know how I <laughs> yeah. knew this like better than they did, but it was like not even a few months after that it, that it became like nobody uses MySpace, and that was the dumbest investment ever. I think it was like a it was like a group of people, and they tried to they tried to monetize before they hit scale. Yeah, and so well, like, I mean, they should have seen something. the writing on the wall that it yeah. was on it and out the back door. I mean, yeah. Facebook was, you know, going to take over. Yeah, you know, it's a crazy story. The dude that created WhatsApp actually tried to work for Facebook, mm-hmm. and he got rejected from then, the job. Then they paid created WhatsApp, billion. and yeah, they sold it for like nineteen billion. And Facebook bought it. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? That's I think best. it's ridiculous that WhatsApp was even bought for that much because WhatsApp kind of sucks. It's just how many people use it that make it valuable. Yeah. As far as a messaging app, it's not like that. Uh, and I think a business, like business people, use it. So like influencers use it with the uh, people that manage like the influencers of businesses. Yeah, they, like, just, that's how they they make their. Money. I use WhatsApp a lot because I have friends around the world. But mm-hmm. I just think like there's so many ways that it could be made better, and just lacking a lot of ways. Yeah, I think they just wanted to own the conversations that happen between people more data i mean i'm sure the oh data yeah that they that, that's why if i'm going to like you know be, no encryption yeah i don't i mean whatsapp says they're encrypted but i just don't trust it yeah i don't yeah have you guys seen the social dilemma i bring it yeah, yeah, yeah. every podcast. we watched i don't know Were yeah you there? I was yeah, there. yeah we watched it how's that make you feel i mean i already knew all that stuff before right. it. i mean it, i think that there was like um 
ninety percent truth in that, just a little bit of propaganda too. Like they they yeah. they put in a little bit of their own like messaging in there that had nothing yeah, to like do the with storyline. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's you know I think that most of uh, what they were trying to convey in that um, documentary, like you kind of should Pull have already known. Yeah. New, sorry. Node. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, The uh, I was sitting there watching it with my wife, and she's just like, wow, I can't believe like they know this much. I'm like, oh, I kind of knew this for yeah. a yeah. long time. Especially if you do ads, day. you know the <laughs> yeah. back end, yeah, and you're like, exactly. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's true. You can, I mean, if you can advertise, you can manipulate the input of people. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> We're getting Bear crazy. with me. We're getting crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a little bit left. Forget it. We're drinking, if you're wondering. Yeah. Tito's. Have you ever had Kettle One? Of course. Yeah. Um, I used to work for Kettle One, and part of our marketing, like whenever we try and get more Kettle One into account, is taste Tito's against Kettle One. Really? Kettle One. Well, the first time good. I had it was a taste test, but it wasn't against Tito's. Okay. Yeah. Which one? I don't really remember. Were How you long? in the industry for a while? No, I wasn't. No. But um, I went to a, like a event. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We would do Tito's versus Kettle One versus no, this guy Grey Goose. I, think there was I mean, Grey Goose is hard to beat, in my opinion. Do you think Kettle One gives oh. it a run for its money? I think it's way better. Grey Goose. Really? I would. I would even. I would take Tito's way over Grey Goose. Really? Way over. Man, I'm a Tito's guy. It's my go-to, but mm-hmm. I still think Grey Goose is better, but I don't... I don't. I mean, think everyone Grey has Goose. different paddles, or paddles, pallets, pallets, <laughs> paddles. But yeah, that was a fun industry. So I have my Johnny Walker jacket here, too. And uh, Which one is your favorite Johnny Walker? Which color? Well, obviously... Actually, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say platinum is better to me than blue. Really? Yeah. I have a bottle blue is of platinum... A scotch? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a bottle of blue, platinum, and gold at home. Gold's really good too, but I only drink my. Uh, I have two bottles of blue. I drink one of them every Christmas Eve, and one of them is like engraved with me and my wife's name. And I drink that on our anniversary every year. But nice. That's it. I'm not bougie enough. I've pretty much only had blue and black. <laughs> well, blue's the best one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, blue is pretty expensive too. Yeah, it's like two hundred a bottle. Yeah. I got them for free, though, because I worked for the company, which was nice. How long ago? Um, I left. That's my last job I ever had and ever will have. I left there in July July 31st of 2018 was my last day. So two years of people telling me to go get a job. Nice. Interesting. Never will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I could possibly work right? for someone else at this point. Yeah, once you get used to, like, the freedom, I talk about this a lot. It's just, like, once you, like, do work for yourself and you start making money, it's, like, you you, you can't even imagine giving up your time for anybody else. Yeah, no, totally. And there are, like, if there are any cons at all to working for yourself, it's that you have to force yourself to be disciplined and structured mm-hmm. structured and that you know not everybody can do that like when you can very hard. when you can sleep in a little bit and things like this like mm-hmm. i don't know you have to be very conscious about that kind of stuff i think but. people got a taste of it this year with corona working from home like yeah most people are like oh man working from home sounds great and well, then they're e- like oh shit i'm not people, doing anything like they still have some kind of structure like they got to clock in at a certain time mm-hmm. and all that but still if you're if you're working for yourself i mean you know, there's still like 
if you're if you're able to be a little bit lazier, uh, a lot of time people have a hard time resisting that. <laughs> um, but I a few years ago, I think it was twenty fifteen or something. I I had to work you know temporarily for somebody, and then after that, I was like, no, I yeah. can't do this anymore. That was yeah. my incentive to be like, okay, I better start like learning how to make it on my own. I had to do Lyft for a while. Oh, and, yeah, Dude, done that we, too. we actually yeah. did that. We, yeah, yeah, we both have done Uber and. Um, it was actually fine just I know, because I, kind of I don't mind sometimes. driving and yeah. I like talking with people and I could also talk with them about keeping the Indian all yep. that. I, yeah. did it I did that shit all the time. It was so amazing. what do you do? Well, I have this little company called Indie Fitness Mat. You should check it out. Yes. <laughs> and so, in a way, like it, it, that alone, like could could be beneficial to you because I met yeah. I met some people that eventually became clients and partners of mine. And I'm mm-hmm. like that alone is making it sort of worthwhile. Yep. And also, yep. I, I like driving. I just listening to music, cruising around. I listen to audiobooks like crazy. I went I returned. Yeah, but when you have people in the car, you can't just like, you know, put on <laughs> yeah. Steve Jobs. Well, I put, one in, I put it in the left ear so they couldn't tell I was listening uh, to music. You know, you know, listening to them. You got, you using the AirPods? Oh, the AirPods. Yeah. Do I do, I that? do that? I thought you did. I did for sure. I'd call you while you were Uber driving and you'd answer and like, they can't hear me. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I did that a few times. <laughs> Dude, I, I met uh, some pretty high up executives Uber. Yeah. Especially to the airport and back. Exactly. That's what I would, uh, dude, every morning, four o'clock, I'd wake up and Uber to the airport. Yep. And I'm on the opposite side of town. So I'd wake up, make $60, $70 before like 6 a.m. and go home. Yep. yep. We did the same this thing. That's exactly what you do. Yeah. I met this guy that sold his company to Sally Mae, I believe. Or, or maybe it was a. Sally Mae's a government thing. Yeah, it's not it's not Sally Mae. It's a, it was another one. I think. They're here and they're Fanny like. Mae? No, it's not Fannie uh, Mae. Navient? Na- Navient. Yeah, yeah that's Navient. exactly what it is. I he sold right over there. He sold his, like, calling distri- or, uh, facility or something like that for, like, $250 million. Ooh, yeah. buddy. Damn. I was like, why are you here? Or, like, why are you back here? He's like, why I'm doing another deal. Deluxe? <laughs> I was like, bro, that's crazy. Yeah. $250, that's a, that's a nice little chunk. Yeah. Even $250,000 is pretty Nice. I can't wait to have two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, I'm sure it's right around the corner for all of us. Yeah, it's on its way. The universe just hasn't caught up yet. Probably when there's a uh, hyperinflation and two hundred fifty right. million dollars doesn't mean jack shit. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Actually, I think it's gonna be whenever this Bitcoin I just bought takes off. How much last... you got? Well, actually, that's my business. That but like, uh, I, we got into crypto right when it was the worst time to get into crypto. Like a lot of people uh, did. Yeah. You know, it's I bought making... Tron right before it tanked. And I don't, it was... I don't know shit about crypto oh, okay. Bitcoin. I don't yeah, either, well, but I, I just randomly bought it. My uh, my roommate from college, he actually lives in San Diego, and we were talking um, recently about how we first found out about Bitcoin when we were college roommates in 2010. Yeah. And it, or 2010 or 2011, it, it was right when $1 equaled one Bitcoin. And that started making <laughs> some headlines. Ugh. And yeah, we were talking about it back then, and then you know, many years later in 2017 or something, when it 15 or $20,000 in one Bitcoin, I'm like, dude, if, if we would have put 100 bucks in Bitcoin, just waited for a decade, not even a decade, seven years, we would have had $2 million worth. I wonder how many people bought it then and didn't know they had it or didn't know where to look. That happened to me. Dude. No, that happened to me. I, I have an old email from 2013 i can show it to you i have an old email like welcome to bitcoin there was some app where you know i bought i put like five bucks in but it was 2013 i I think it was like 
three to five hundred dollars or mm-hmm. something. That's whenever I started like considering it. I had a friend that was like, "Dude, you gotta get Bitcoin, 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 yeah, yeah. Bitcoin." It was like, oh, I here still it think goes. it would only be worth like a few thousand dollars now. But I, there's no way that I, you know, there's anywhere where the wallet key is. So I have a crazy I, story. Yeah, I was in. We were on spring break in Florida, right? We we're at this bar. This is when I had my car page still. I see this nice ass car outside and I run out there and I was like, Hey dude, can I give you a shout out on my car page? And, uh, he didn't know this. He didn't know I had a bunch of followers or anything. So the next day he was like, dude, thanks for the shout out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was like, do you have any of your camera gear? Cause he saw my videos on there and stuff. He was like, do you want to make a video? I was like, sure. Dude. At the time we were sleeping in the car on spring break and uh Classic. eventually so this guy was a bitcoin millionaire no he had way. a penthouse in uh fort lauderdale and dude he had this monkey that he took around everywhere like on a leash so he had like dude he had, he had so me. much stuff he had like this huge truck like acura nsx two hundred thousand dollar car was i was like how'd nice. you get all this stuff he was like bitcoin he's like that's my bitcoin wrapped car right there he had like a, a yellow wrapped Camaro wrapped nice. in Bitcoin. What makes me kick myself in the ass is like I'm the kind of person that would have and should have gotten into it early. Like I, I'm, you know, I, I knew about Bitcoin back then. I just like didn't do anything about it. Probably because I was in college and I was poor and all that. But I felt like I, I hadn't know. bought any of it. I, the last guy I had on here is a brother of mine from my fraternity. He like we talked about it for a good thirty minutes, and I'm like, damn, I'm been retarded. Why haven't I bought this yet? So <laughs> I went and I bought like thousand dollars. Just a small little bit, but yeah. I mean shit, if it goes up to uh, I guess my my partner just sent me a an article today that said Bitcoin's gonna go to three hundred K according to um according to Citibank. Well three hundred K by next year. Wow. There have been a lot of predictions. Yeah. And there's course, nothing to trust like it could or it couldn't. It's it's honestly that simple. And I think that it it will, um, eventually. But, you know, it's so volatile. Um, but I don't really see it being a bad investment over the course of like if you think like a decade or something. Like I don't see any reason why it would go away. Yeah. So he was I mean he just I mean, one, it makes sense. It's it's never going to go zero at this point. So yeah. You don't have to worry no. about it disappearing. And it's just like, if you hold on to it for the long haul, like, that could be worth a lot of money. Yep. I, the thing that got me was it, it's a fixed supply. Yeah. Like it's, that's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's it has all the things that you theoretically would want in a actual currency. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, and it's digital. So there's some convenience factor to that. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it. it you have the crypto aspect. Too. I think they're almost done mining it, aren't they? I, have no I think they're it's they, too far. they reached the half point, but I I don't know. Yeah, he was talking about the halving and the having just half. happened or something. Yeah. So now it's about to the supply shock wow. or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Way too complicated for me. It is All I heard interesting was like though, get Bitcoin. It's, it's smart. Did yeah. you ever watch the documentary on it? No, I haven't. Of like Satoshi Nakamoto or whatever yeah, his name, name is. But yeah, no, crazy. Yeah, I mean, how many people are going to kick themselves for not buying Bitcoin earlier? Right. I feel like a lot of, you know, we're all kicking ourselves for not buying it yeah. before now. But what if people in 2050 are like, oh, remember when we, you know. You hear that, it? listeners? Go buy some Bitcoin and pump my stocks yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, you can't <laughs> hurt. Pump them up. Put, if, I don't know, depending on how much you have, yeah. you know, I would say at least 100, but just do 1,000 if you can and just mm-hmm. see what happens. The worth, like. The advice you always hear is don't invest more than you're willing to lose. Right. And yeah. that's what I did. And so that's why I'm not that, like, 
affected or hurt the fact yeah. that it's way down from where I, I didn't invest in Bitcoin. If I did, it, it, I would have been fine because it's getting back up to what it once was when it was you know peaking. But I did invest in what they call an altcoin, like a uh-huh. alternative crypto. And if it ever goes back to what it once was when it was peaking, I'll have like well over a hundred thousand dollars. Like Ripple, that whenever yeah. Bitcoin had its big surge, Ripple did the same, and that was like that. The founder of Ripple was like worth forty billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I Remember mean, the, Doge, so the Doge, the Doge coin, yeah. the Cat coin. Did that disappear? I don't know. Doge, Doge. No, no, it's still there. It's okay. in the top fifty. Definitely, it? I think it's in the top twenty. I didn't know that. You remember the cryptos. cat stickers? Oh, there's there's literally thousands. There's no countless shit. because it's so easy to make them now. Oh, and I'm just the thing make about what Jeremy coin. We should do a keep indie indie coin. <laughs> we should. I mean, I think that it will. Uh, like, it seems to me like all the uh, research that I've done that the uh, paradigm that's approaching is that you will be able to create your own little micro economies and use your own, you Ooh. know, branded coin. An indie coin sounds pretty cool, dude. Yeah, Indeed. and I, you know, I don't. Who knows where this will go? I mean, it's obviously a slow process because we've yeah. been hearing about crypto for so long, and still nobody uses it. The only yeah. reason, the only reason people buy into it is because they're trying to cash out. Nobody's right. trying to, oh, so I want to so, actually use this for currency. Let's build an indie coin and then cash out. Dude, I feel like between smart. our networks, we could sell the shit out. We can just get a little Ponzi scheme going. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know uh, if we should uh, promote it that way. Yeah, maybe you're right. Buy IndyCoin, and then we sell it all. Yeah. <laughs> and then bro down. I think what's going to happen, and maybe to people that know how this all works, I might sound stupid, because I'm not going to lie, even as much <laughs> as I've invested in all that, I still don't like understand it as well as you know maybe I, I should. But um, what I think is going to happen is that you're going to be able to, you know, there's going to be these, quote, micro-economies, and you're going to have, like, you know certain industries or something where you can like buy use physical you know your standard currency like dollars or whatever to buy a certain amount of um crypto coins to use in a certain market so Uh, i tried sorry i don't know it'll be something like that like maybe a farmer's market or something like you can buy you know, maybe a farmer's market will have their own crypto or something, and you can, you know, I don't really know how to explain <laughs> it, but it'll be something like... It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So you were talking earlier about how you have an interest in Greek history. Uh, I, I'm not a, you know... No? no it's, okay. it's not that deep. I would say I'm just, I, I find it more intriguing is what I meant than Roman history. Okay. I, I wouldn't say... I do this on I know history podcast. in general, like, <laughs> so better... what kind of history are you into? <laughs> I know history in general better than yeah. an average person, but that's not like the specific time or era that I'm like interested in. Oh man, now I'm peaked. Where are you into? What do you like to look or learn about? I would say uh, there's something about leading up to uh, 19, you know, the the World War One and Russian Revolution. Like oh, I'd say the late yes. 1800s and the early 1900s. Love is it. An interesting time period. Yeah, the world, like the whole world, the Gilded Age changed after World War One, yeah. during and after World War One, um, and I find it interesting. Like we've been in, you, you can look at history as like a series of like you know chapters of uh, you know different eras and things like this, and I feel Wars. like we've we've sort of been in a, a certain kind of um, era since uh, 
World War One slash Russian Revolution um, for a number of reasons. Yeah. And um, it's not just the war, and it's not just the revolution, but I would even say, speaking of, you know, we were just talking about the monetary system, mm-hmm. you know, the creation of the Federal Reserve, you know, that's when our monetary uh, system changed here in the West. Um, you know, that happened, you know, 1913, 1914 is when that happened, also when World War One started. Um and did you see yeah. the movie 1917 yeah yeah we saw it in theaters um dude i saw that and as soon as i walked out of the theater i got an alert kobe bryant dies in a helicopter oh crash. man that was awful wow yeah. i remember that yeah that was a fantastic film yeah great movie um i hope it didn't ruin it for me i want to watch it again but it was yeah one of the better movies i've seen in a while i saw it a second time i actually uh showed my dad when i was visiting him in florida i thought he would like it but he was asleep halfway through it but, oh no um, <laughs> uh it's better in theaters I'll yeah say that. very good which i think they're actually airing in theaters again because of the you know current the situation they're, yeah. they're putting out some of these films in theaters to i heard a lot of theaters are just up. closing yeah yeah oh yeah no one wants to go i mean you're sitting in a I'm not really worried about COVID personally. I don't know what your thoughts are. No, I'm not. But uh, what's COVID? I, d- I respect people's like fear of it. And I'll you know wear the mask or avoid them or something. But like yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid of it at all. Yeah. I think I mean logically you shouldn't be if you're our age and you're healthy. Right. But if logically, you're old yeah, or something, it's I get it. If you're nine percent. Yeah. You're if you're vulnerable, age. I get it. Yeah. Which is is terrible. Um, it's, that sucks that so many people have to walk around living in fear all the time, but I, I'm just of the camp that a lot of it's been over... No, I shouldn't say overblown, because there's been a lot of people that have died from it, but I feel like it's been promoted highly for political purposes. I agree. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Um, whether or not, you know, people have their own ideas of if, you know, there was some foreknowledge or planning of all this even before it all happened. Yeah, but either way, it's pretty <laughs> obvious at this point that they're using it, regardless of if that's true or not, they're still using it to kind of advance their world agenda, you know, to inch a little bit closer to... Um, world government rather than you know i love i love (laughs) can we be friends (laughs) i love this yeah Yeah. i mean i mean you can go deep down that rabbit hole as far as saying like oh this is part of the globalist plan oh let me the globalist yeah (laughs) do my best alex jones we do alex jones impressions all the time alex jones i'm gonna be honest (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you right now (laughs) right the globalist (laughs) you ever listen to alex jones Oh yeah. I, I don't really listen to him anymore, but when, actually between like like a long time ago, like high school and a little bit in college, it's like 2006-2009, I listened to him like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. He gets a bad then, rap. He ends up being right about a lot of shit. Yep. <laughs> he's crazy. No, he's sure. insane. <laughs> he's think certifiably he's, he's insane. got he's got some screws loose like yeah. whether you like him or not. He's yeah. um, like I don't even need to really explain it because you just have to freaking watch. Yeah. Just watch them, yeah. Yeah, band video, <laughs> election night news. They're trying to stop us from getting out. Infowars.com, Infowars.com. Yeah, he's yeah. But I mean, his story, like, kind of like not in the detail. Well, I used he's to in. live in Austin, and I don't know if you know uh, that he's based yeah. out of Austin. Yeah. And um, there's more I could say, but I please, used to know please. some people. I, I don't really want to go on air talking about it, to be honest. But I, uh. I did know some people that worked for InfoWars. Really? Yeah. What can you share? 
I could share some stuff off the cuff. <laughs> uh, please. You mean like you don't want to record it? Yeah, basically. Also, I got pissed. Where's the? Uh... Oh, dude, I did too. I'm glad you do. Go ahead. It's uh right through that door to right. the left. Thank you. We, we uh lock that door right there. Is the key still in the? Yeah. I just recently got into Alex. Dude, yeah. I mean, him I've been and, listening and on and off for a while. But Dude, I love Joe. Dude, me he, too. He, he, like, I don't know, there's something about him and, like, conversations. He he kind of, like, extracts stuff from people yeah. that they wouldn't usually say. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I need to work on that. I should be getting more Alex Jones information right I know. now. You should have Alex Jones on. I know. I need to call just him Just hit up. him up. Just like, yo. Slide in the DMs. What's up, Alex? <laughs> Tell us the truth. So, what? yeah. What other He's, podcast do you listen to? I listen to Rogan, like, anytime he has an episode. Same. I used to just listen to his bits, like, his little, like, clips and oh, stuff. Oh, the JRE clips. JRE clips. Yeah. And then I was like, this guy is awesome. Yeah. That's probably, like, a year ago. And then now I listen to, like, every single one. Yeah. You and, like, 100 million other dudes. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of 100 million, can you believe he got, like, 100 million from Spotify? I can. His audience is fucking huge. Yeah. He makes, like, 100 grand. Or before this, he was making over... I think the number was like a hundred, hundred grand an episode or fifty grand an episode. Really? An episode. Wow. That's how big his audience was. I mean, he's getting billions of downloads a month. So he does. I, I found it interesting. He does his ads on uh, the podcast app, but mm. he doesn't do them on the YouTube. Right. I found that interesting because yeah. like people on YouTube, their attention span from watching a video is shorter. That's so if they're just watching ads, they're just gonna be like, whatever. Yeah. Huh, I never really thought about that, yeah. but I think a lot more people are just now starting to watch YouTube more than listen to podcasts. I think so, too. That's, yeah. I, I That's have, why I'm trying to get this on YouTube, yeah. so we need to talk. Let's do it, bro. <laughs> no, I have, too, just because I'm, like, a visual learner. Mm-hmm. Like, I can listen to stuff, and I'll forget about it, but if I watch them, like, watch them speak and talk. Yeah. I'm too handsome to just be talking, man. Right. I gotta be I gotta be on video, baby. I gotta be on video. We need some camcorders in here. How was the piss? It was great. Good, man. I'm going to go take one myself. You guys, uh, so I do this almost every episode. You guys just take it from here. Mm. See how you handle it. Some people do great. Some people don't. So, Addison. Um, Remember that time? Remember that one time? You, uh. (laughs) No, don't, dude, don't, don't go there. Please. Oh, my gosh. I already know what you're going to say. Oh, no. All right. Well, um, we'll just, uh, talk about something else. Um. Like that time you, uh. No, 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 (laughs) no. All right, but seriously. All right, but for real. Um, let's talk about. Um, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, what am I doing this weekend? Isn't it Thanksgiving? Come on. When's Thanksgiving? It's next week. Next Thursday. Thanksgiving, then a week. Well, this weekend I'm going to my girlfriend's place for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah? And who's your girlfriend? Uh. <clears throat> Alexis Letty. Who is that? Shout out. What what's her what does she do? Uh she does like modeling and like uh runway walks and stuff like that. Yeah, does she have any big accomplishments? Uh, I mean she was just like fifth runner up at Miss USA and she's Miss Indiana. Oh really? Yeah, no big deal. Wow. Shout huh. out Alexis. At Lil Letty on Instagram. That's pretty cool. I mean you must be the man if you're dating Miss Indiana. Bro. <laughs> Stop. I mean, I, I I thought you were the man even before, honestly. You but still like, think I'm the in man in a heterosexual way. I just thought you had it going on. <laughs> no homo. So, right. So, have you ever done DMT? Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I actually watched that video. Which one? Uh, yes, I where have. Where Joe Rogan was like 
talking about his experiences with DMT. Oh, yeah. Dude, have you ever watched Limitless? Of course. Bro. That's like one of my favorite movies now. That's based off Modafino, which is not even close to as awesome as Adderall. But Modafino's interesting. Really? Yeah. Have, you, have you taken Modafino? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait. How do I not know about this? What is it? Modafino? No, I've never I, I was like, talking to you about it, remember? I mean, like I've done a shit Pro Vigil, True Vigil, those, those, you probably heard of those names. It's those like, are like super brand names. human pill. It's not. It's honestly That's, that. Yeah. So Wait, like, is it prescription? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I don't really like, I'm not, I try to avoid any, any yeah. kind of pharmaceutical. So I don't mess with anything like, uh, yeah, anything other than like, I'll, I'll take Adderall or I tried mod- Modafinil, but it wasn't, it's like the focus of Adderall lasting for like 12 hours, yeah. but none of like the euphoria and feeling awesome and like the fuck yeah, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Well, then why do you like it? I didn't like it. That's why. Oh, I, yeah. oh you didn't. Okay. I mean, I didn't hate it, but like, I got a lot of work done. But like, I was fucking nauseous. Oh yeah, Vivance. That was. I took that in college, but I haven't really yeah. had that. See, the, in a long the thing time. with for some reason Adderall and Vivance, um, when I took them when I was in high school a lot, um, it, I did get all that like euphoria, getting lots of shit done, and all that. Mm-hmm. Something happened where you feel I, like crap. Yeah, I feel I feel depressed and anxious, and I can't get anything done. It doesn't yeah, fix that's anything. that amphetamine. Yeah, <laughs> but that you know, I'm wondering, you know, what changed in my brain where it just doesn't have the same effect as it used to. Yeah, that's what know. it does. Changes and, the and chemistry. And I can't even do coffee. I can't really? even do caffeine. No, no shit. Yeah, man, I came in here geeked up on caffeine, boy. <laughs> just yeah. have a workout. And my caffeine, God. caffeine's great for like the first hour, and then the rest yeah. of my day is just ruined. I get depressed really? and anxious and wanna no shit. just you know. So you just keep it even keel. I mean, the best thing for me to do is get a full night's rest and eat right and all of that. And I can, you know, that's my best hope of having energy and a productive day. Yeah, I just got this whoop strap a couple weeks ago. Dude, I saw that. Yeah. Um, you like it? What I do it? like it. It's a whoop strap. It tracks all your shit all day. And last last night was the first time I've got more than seven hours of sleep in like two weeks because I have a little child at home. Yeah. I feel fucking like a new person this morning. Like sleep I haven't. Is, sleep's important. It's crazy. I mean, I've been abusing sleep for years. Yep. Um, but like it's different when it. Yeah, it's different whenever it's because of a kid instead of because I'm going after my goals. Right. God damn, this kid is gonna kill me. <laughs> Gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, he's got extra work like I was talking about earlier. So like we have, he's got twenty four seven shit that needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, but um, so we're talking about amphetamines. Did you guys know that the uh, Nazis were hopped yeah, up on amphetamines? There's actually videos of Hitler, yeah. like you know, he he's so hopped up on uh, yes. on uppers that he he's like moving like he's yeah on crack or something. But <laughs> they gave it. No, to I, I totally knew them. that. It makes sense that they were trying to make the Ubermensch, and yeah. um, you know. They move fast too. <laughs> they didn't I mean, sleep for like three days. Like that's boys. some crazy shit. Yeah, you got to be some sort of fucked up to be fighting a battle. It's three days without sleep. Bro. Well, probably forgot they were human. I mean, yeah, and that stuff will make you hallucinate and kind of lose it after a while. It's uh, you know, linked to schizophrenia. Uh, amphetamines are mm-hmm. able speaking to bring of, out psychosis. Speaking of hallucinations, have you ever watched the movie 127 Hours? Is that where Franco drinks his yeah. pee? Yeah. Cuts his leg off? Yeah. Yep. I watched that I last saw that night. The, I saw that on Christmas Day, the day or the year it came out. Um, so crazy. 
Yeah. Having I to forget. cut your arm off. I think I was high when I watched that. <laughs> yeah. Um, How crazy is that, though? Like, I mean, imagine. you know what you got to do, you know? Yeah. I'd do the yeah, same just, thing. Yeah, just got to cut your arm off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, you ha- if you're stuck in a boulder, yeah. And that's the only I don't way think it, I don't think everyone could do that, though. Well, I think anyone <laughs> could do it in that situation. <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's a fucked up situation. I mean, you're either going to yeah. die and starve or cut your arm off. He should have just picked the rock, rock up and moved it. Yeah, what was he thinking yeah, thanks, Vito. We were having a good time. Then he got all dark <laughs> on us. <laughs> Would you cut your arm off? <laughs> uh, so you, you were talking about like how you like uh, World War One that era. Have you listened to uh, Hardcore History ever? Um, I feel like, I mean, I do know of that that podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the ones I listen to are, um, I don't know, not mainstream. I should say. Okay. But, um, what? So he has like a full series. It's like five episodes, probably twenty hours long. It's about World War One. Oh yeah, no, 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 that one is good. Yeah, it's amazing. That's probably my favorite one out of all of his. That Mm -hmm. Wrath of the Cons, that was really good too. Yeah, there's so much um, to to discuss with that era. Yeah, I mean, so I like the 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 world changed a lot after World War Two, but really World War One is kind of underrated. With um, really after the Civil War, in my opinion. So we had and, and the Reconstruction the, era, America boom. America, sure. I'm talking yeah, about worldwide. Right, yeah. World War One era. That I should, I mean, um, and the Bolshevik Revolution is really when everything yeah. changed. And I feel like, speaking of, uh, you know, history being just a series of eras and chapters and all of that, where you can look at one, you know, time mm-hmm. period as its own thing. I think we're entering into a new one now with yeah. COVID and with you know it's crazy they're already action. talking about the Great Reset. What do you like? That's obviously like the beginning of this new yeah. age. Um, you know what's fucked up is Alex Jones was saying talking literally word for word the Great Reset. That's yeah. what he called it before mm-hmm. they started talking about it publicly. He talked about Jeffrey Epstein like twenty years before. Well, I ta- well in uh, twenty years. I mean that's that's impressive if that's true. But um, I was talking about Epstein before he was even arrested. Um, yeah. My my um, friends in Europe. When I was there, I was there in like tw- early 2019, and they were showing me text messages I have with them where I was I was talking to them about you know Jeffrey Epstein and how you know he's he has this island and you know he's probably blackmailing our politicians with like sexual crimes and all of that and that was before he even got arrested mm-hmm. did you guys watch the netflix series no nah. yeah but the, if it's anything comes up. out on netflix yeah of course it's, of course it's watered down For with sure. disinformation yeah the real stuff you find on like weird websites <laughs> like what <laughs> i don't even know probably Not YouTube. like 4chan yeah. i mean it's probably posted on 4chan yeah um but it's uh, it's it's not on your mainstream sites. They get deleted usually yeah. on your. One of my favorite rabbit holes to venture into is the Reddit conspiracy channel. R slash conspiracy. Yeah. I was in the first hundred thousand members of that uh, nice. community. Now it's, it's big now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, back in college, like R slash conspiracy was one of my go tos, and it's kind of funny because as much as Reddit likes to put their hammer down on anything that's you know somewhat like you know conspiratorial or or like controversial or something they that subreddit is you know you can pretty much talk what you yeah. want to talk about um wasn't Ghislaine Maxwell the girl that got deleted 
Yeah, so on do you know about her? She had an account on Reddit. I've heard about this. What was her? So Reddit they they tag discovered though? one of the most uh, uh, the accounts with the most karma, and it was notorious for posting all the time on r slash politics, um, which is <laughs> you know their political subreddit. Um, yeah. And she, um, well, this account was posting on it many times a day. Had you know the most some of the most karma out of any user. And it mysteriously posting. stopped posting the yes. day she got arrested. Um, yep. And her the name was like something, something Maxwell. Maxwell. Yep. And so I, there's no every reason way. to believe that it was her account. Wow. Yeah, look that one up. Yeah, I've, I've, I remember. And I don't know if that. it's been revived and that account started posting again, but I highly doubt it. But if it did, like I bet maybe they figured out a way to That's assume her account. And, yeah. No, I I. I, my money would be on that being a legit conspiracy theory. What would the account post? Because I never saw it. Just, like, probably uh, political stories. Like, maybe she's posting from certain political websites. But it's to advance her agenda or, like, her idea of, of like, where politics should be going, I guess. Um, Yikes. I, I don't know if... I think there are a few posts... It's been a while since I've looked into that one where she was trying to, like, I don't know. Um, it was, it was, I don't, I don't know. You'll have to look it up. There's, there's videos out there that I talk about. But. Are you guys going to get the vaccine? Hopefully it won't be mandatory. Um, that I think, would be fucked up if it's mandatory. Well, the, Dude, I think did you know Ticketmaster? Is yeah, I it, saw that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah well, I have to I have think, it. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. You're not going to be able to fly in certain airlines or, or all of them. Got to get the vaccine to go to the gym. Um, I'll just straight up say I'm definitely not going to get anything injected into my arm without, like, thinking that I fully understand what it is. Right. And, like, even then, I mean, we're guinea pigs. We don't, like, we yeah. don't know. The fact that they rushed it through is a great accomplishment of science, if it works. But mm-hmm. like, I think they had they it rushed before. it through. I think they maybe had it before the thing came out. Business plan: create a pandemic, sell the vaccine to fix yeah. it. <laughs> Perfect. It's a big money game. It's almost as good as our indie coin. Uh, Dershowitz, <laughs> right. which was Trump's lawyer, said that, or one of his attorneys said that, you know, the government will start. You know, if they need to, they'll come into your house and inject you. You yeah, know, they got an army of fucking lawyers right now. Yeah, that alone like puts up a red flag to me. You know, I yeah. think with vaccines, is you know most people who may say anybody who's like anti-vax or something like that, uh, it's because uh, most people can get a vaccine and it's fine. Right. But my point is that not everybody's the same. People react. People have different body chemistries and different like mm-hmm. sensitivities and reactions to different things. So I mean. If, you know, maybe, like, me, I can't even wear a necklace without breaking out on my neck. Like, almost every metal I have really? sensitive reaction to, uh, you know, I, I get a reaction to. And mm-hmm. some of these vaccines do have these additives and, and things in there that I, I it wouldn't surprise me if some people just, their their systems can't process it the same way. Yeah. And especially when you're super young and, like, like babies and things like that. Like, yeah, maybe that nervous. could cause, you We're know, most people... our sons Let's vaccines. say 99% of the population that get vaccines no big deal. But yeah. is it really out of the stretch of imagination that some of these infants cannot handle some of those, um, you know... Yeah, I mean, you're pumping them with shit that 
they don't have naturally and yeah is that really good I mean not really good there's a there's a possibility that it just will not work with their body yeah. and their DNA which I mean yeah so that the anti-vaxxer thing um is I mean I'm sure it's legitimate and the people that are probably the most into it are people that have been affected by what they think would be the vaccine like our baby was fine this day then he got a vaccine and he was doing yeah. the same well I mean I saw um, on even on Wikipedia there's a page um, that talks about this this is specifically the EU I don't know if the America has anything similar but they're already creating an AI to deal with all of the reports of the vaccine injuries that they're expecting like they're literally expecting there to be adverse reactions to the vaccine and they've created an AI. I I assume, I don't, I don't, I didn't like look into it that much, but I I think it's almost like a uh, support line or something for people that want to complain about the reactions they're getting from the vaccine. And it's all like AI based. Yeah. And that makes me think, well, they're expecting there to be adverse reaction. And they've also said like, um, the, you know, you will, um, experience some, uh, sicknesses or, or like, you know, um, other kinds of like abnormal feelings that, um, but that's proof that it's working. Right. Yeah. That's sounds good. Yeah. Speaking of AI, did you watch the Elon Musk episode where he talks about open, a- open oh, AI on Rogan? Yeah. Yeah. Where he yeah. talks about like the neural link and yeah. all that. I, I got to watch the Neuralink presentation that they had a couple, I think it was a couple months ago now. It's Isn't that wild? Wild yeah. shit. I think there's pros and cons to it. I do too, but I think like generally it's bad. No good. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna probably be bad for humanity. Right. But like, what if humanity? Obviously, like if you look at evolution, humanity's not the last stop on the train. Well, who are you rooting for? Right. Or <laughs> like yeah, the world. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good question. I think, uh, I mean... I would root for humanity. I like humanity. Yeah. But, like, what if we could be better? I, I think it's inevitable, whether we want it to be or not. So I think if good people are working on it, then it's a good thing. If well, bad people are working on it, it's a bad thing. Unless the end comes first. Which is entirely possible. We've got a flat earther over here. No. Yeah. Really? No, he's, he's screwing with you. Stop. <laughs> I want to hear it. I've never he's heard. He's trying to make me to be Eddie Bravo on this show. <laughs> I've never, I've, lo- I've tried to watch a video, but like you can't even find videos on YouTube anymore. Really? They take yeah, them all down? They take them down. Hmm. Is that maybe true? Maybe it is weird. Maybe it is real. Know. They're hiding it from us. I know. They don't want us to know the truth. <laughs> they... You can breathe in space. You just—they just don't want us to leave. <laughs> Is that how you feel? Uh, no. <laughs> I took an astronomy class in college. I know college is nothing but propaganda now, but and it, to me, I just can't get behind a flat Earth theory based on the class. It's the only class I got an A plus in in college. Is astronomy? Yeah, yeah. My wife cheated on my on the final test from me. Oh wow! Yeah. Look at that. Never let her forget it. I slept during the final. That's Still got your, plus. She was in your class. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yep. We met our first semester down at IU. Good times. What See year that? were you in IU? Two thousand nine through thirteen. I was there from oh nine to two thousand twelve. No shit. Yeah. Where were you at? Um, I was mostly on the south side by Bryan Park. Okay. Yeah, I used to smoke blunts at Bryan Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, where where did you live? 
Uh, lived all over. Um, I lived, you weren't in obviously you on Greek, campus. Were you? I was. Yep. Oh. I, was, I didn't live in. I did for like a month, and then Kayla and I got. I can't talk about that. Walked in on. Uh, and so I was like, can't do this. Can't have a relationship and live here. So I got an apartment on the east side of town. Then lived two years on the, like closer to the stadium, in a townhouse. Um, What'd you go for? I went for healthcare administration. Nice. You good? You guys were probably in some same classes, well, right? I created my own degree at IU. Nice. Um, do you know about that program? Nope. So they, uh, it's called the Individualized Major Program. Okay. And you can create your own degree. I know it sounds bullshit, like, oh, I just picked my own no, classes. That's but cool. actually, it's really difficult to get approved for. Yeah. And it's a whole process to actually get, you know, do it. You have to find faculty members to sponsor and basically be your mentors throughout your academic program. See, I wish I would have known about that. Yeah, um, but mo- you know, not not everybody got approved for it. Right. Uh, you had to have a pretty like legit like idea and something that w- was especially like unique. And and you know, some people came up with ideas where it probably was basically young, already offered. Young kids probably have a hard time coming up with something too. Oh, yeah, I mean, some of them were ridiculous. Yeah. Actually, one one of the guys, um, there was somebody that studied magic, and yeah. he got approved for it. I mean, I'm and sure he works for material. Disney. Really? Look it up. I don't know a lot about it, but he, I think that was literally his degree. It was in magic. Magic. <laughs> yeah. As long That's as he's pretty... paying like 30K. And, yeah. He's like, um, study magic. Yeah. Um, so what was your degree? So I was studying... I was interested in psychology, but I was studying... Uh, I was pursuing public health at the time. So I was going to study public health, maybe minor in psych. Um, but it was around that time when I started... I was really into philosophy at first, and, okay. um, you know, philosophy you can't really do a lot with unless you, like, study a... You take the picture. Yep. Um, unless you, like, you know, pursue it at the doctorate level, I mean, you can't really do a lot with philosophy. They consider it a worthless degree sometimes. But anyway, that's that's kind of what my main interest was in, and specifically I was in, uh, interested in causality, like the free will versus determinism debate. Um, and yeah, and so with psychology, um, I, you know, the fact that I am a determinist and I do believe that behaviors have causes and the like, you know, implications for that when it comes to psychology are like, you know, we, there are causes to, um, what, you know, when it comes to like health, like, um, the health and disease process has specific causes and you've heard of like the nature nurture debate mm-hmm. um but you know you learn that it's not really that simple it's right. really of like a combination of nature and nurture and there's a uh, specific like the model they use for determining um like causation is the biopsychosocial model Bio-psych- and so my degree okay. name is actually biopsychosocial interactions. That's fucking um, I have awesome. to preface my degree name so it doesn't sound too like crazy and pretentious, but like it's basically exploring that. Um, that does sound like some gender study shit, but whenever you break down the well, the root but, words, I mean that that kind of stuff was just becoming a thing back then. No, of course, um, it got I'm more popular in, in recent years. I'm just saying, like, if a normal person heard that, biopsychosocial studies, well, that's I mean, like a different, yeah. yeah. So that's been one of the main, like, topics that we hear about, mm-hmm. like, lately. But, I mean, I was, you know, ahead of the game on a lot of the topics that have been discussed the past, like, five or ten years. Yeah. Um, I started studying this in 08. Um, 
And so it's basically that, you know, um, the biological, psychological, and environmental factors that play a role in your cool. uh, behavior and especially like your health outcomes. So I know you just said nature versus nurture is too simple of an argument to be made. Oh, yeah. Would yeah. you even entertain a, a conversation on the two? Oh, like, sure. What would you say would be more more of a driver in somebody's behavior? Nurture. Really? Oh, for I sure. I would say nature. Well, I know this is your degree, so... Yeah, (laughs) it it is nurture, except, I mean, again, you're talking about generally. Like, if you're talking about something specific, there's some, some, like, genetics that, like, my blue eyes were 100% genetics, right? right? Right. Like, or maybe if I had, um, there's some diseases that are 100%. Like, most are not, like, solely genetic, but there's some diseases, like, if you have the, you know, genes for it, like, you're going to develop this. But a lot of it, it's like, look at twin studies, uh, theoretically, you know, if you're really going to err on the side of nature, then, you know, your uh, twins should all have the same outcome on, on certain things. Like Don't schizophrenia similar, or something. Don't they like, have similar outcomes? Oh, most of them do. But I'm talking yeah. about if you look at, like, something like a very specific disease or behavioral attribute or something like that. Like, so it depends on what you're talking about. But, for instance, like, you know, uh, major mental health, like disease or something schizophrenia or something how come one twin has it and the other doesn't i'm fucking fascinated by this this is so cool um so it's um even the ones that they think are especially genetic when you really you know uh, explore it and study it you learn that it's probably mostly nurture and like the schizophrenia thing like you know, if you have the genes for schizophrenia, a lot of times half of the time, like one twin does and one doesn't, it's almost like a 50% thing. And so you might say that it's, if it's like 52%, which I think it is, then you'll say, oh, it's obviously mostly genetic, but it's like, no, they have very similar upbringings and environments. Twins do, you know? So it's obviously mostly environmental. And there's something that's triggering that, um, expression Mm -hmm. of, uh, major mental illness but um uh, most of the time it's like difficult to really zero in on the uh it there's usually not a single cause but like the a special you know what's especially causing it because there's so many factors you have in utero you know you have like your environment from when you're like in the womb that has a lot like a, a lot of people sadly don't know how important that environment is for your lifelong outcome um, a lot of people who have lifelong behavioral problems, it's because their mother was in stress during their pregnancy. Huh. And it's very hard to overcome that after the birth. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So I'm like somebody that's like really into studying human nature, but I guess that would be the actions of humans as a group instead of an individual. Well, it's, it's I mean, it's absolutely related to of course. the, you know. But like human nature being like, Weird. What so, are the universals? Like right, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah. So those, like, I'm very into like learning those kind of things. Like, yeah. it's natural for us to want to do this, or it's. And I think that, like you would say, we're, we're naturally. One sec, one sec. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Somebody can come. Somebody can co- overcome their nature with nurture or by you know making a decision. But it's mm-hmm. a lot harder than nature overcoming somebody else's decision. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, that's. Man, I love that conversation. So I want to learn more about the, the degree, though. So biopsychosocial. Yeah. If you type in, like, 
biopsychosocial. My my degree was in biopsychosocial interactions. But if you type in like it, it the biopsychosocial model for understanding, um, you know, the health and disease process, or maybe even just human behavior in general, uh, replaced the biomedical paradigm where they were attributing um, health outcomes to like pathogens or something merely biological mm -hmm. or something but it is like a uh, integrative thing like it's it's a combination of factors if you think about it this way um, and going back to the because I'm into philosophy the um, free will versus determinism thing if you are a determinist like me what what's what is determinism uh, it's, it's controversial in a way. Um, a lot of people hate hearing this, but whatever. It's basically um, things are determined, and they're determined because of physical law. And predetermined. So predetermined is specifically... So the difference between predeterminism and determinism is predeterminism believing that before the foundation of the world, things were planned. It's more of a okay. theological thing. Okay. So I would just say determinism because it's a scientific thing. Because Albert Einstein, I think he was atheist, agnostic, whatever. He didn't really have a specific God, but he, he was a determinist. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to understand. I think I'm probably on the same page with you, but I want to make sure that yeah, I'm understanding. Basically, you. like, things, like, you, if somebody, think about, like, the penal system, mm -hmm. right? And if somebody commits a crime or something, you attribute it to, oh, they did something bad just because it was th themselves that made that decision. Mm -hmm. And like lately, like the new paradigm, you're looking at that person's environment and you're saying like they're a criminal because partially um, because of their upbringing or they had no father or they from a young age were kind of groomed for crime or something like that. So, so there's inputs determine the output. Um, I wouldn't fair? even say determine, but they influence okay. the outcome. Yeah. Nothing, no sole thing really usually right. determines. So like 50 inputs would likely lead to this one. Yeah, output. you could say something like okay. that. So that would, way to think of it, yeah. So would that, would that be determinism? Like, uh, If you believe, um, I'll, I'll put it down, I'll put it in terms uh, of, it, it's, it basically comes down to this. Determinists believe anything that's ever happened in the history of the world is the only way things could have ever happened. Okay, I totally vibe with that. Yeah. Okay. I totally get down with that. Because everything has a cause. And, okay. you know, it, it comes down to agency. Do you believe I am the cause? Or do you believe that there are a combination of causes that are beyond my sole control? Like, I didn't choose my genes. I didn't choose my environment. But a lot of my outcome, if not all of it, is a combination of my genes interacting with the environment. So it's basically, if you believe there's physical law and, like, fundamentally the world, quote, obeys these laws, if you think about what's the difference between your interior and the exterior world, it's really, you're, you're making a category that's almost arbitrary if you're really trying to, like, pinpoint causation. Because what happens inside you should, isn't different than the physical laws that determine things that happen outside of you. As above, so below. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, so it's like... Your brain, like your psychology, is has so much to do with like your your behavior, but that is very much caused by your upbringing and like your environment and like your genes that you're you're born. Like if you were schizophrenic or something, and you were hearing voices and you jumped out of a window or something, you wouldn't say that's a free action. You would attribute it to yeah. their, you know, you know what they're dealing with on a psychological level. So like, why not? 
think of every behavior that way. Everything has comes down to your, you know, genes and environment. So does determinism does determinism eliminate free will? It, well, there are uh, what they call dualists, um, and in, in my opinion, it makes no sense. It's basically trying to square a circle. Like they're trying to believe in both. <laughs> so uh, I want to I want to understand. I'm like fucking like this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. This is cool. So. I believe what you're saying with, uh, you know, things happen be this way because it couldn't have possibly mm-hmm. come any other way. Right. But if you're looking at a single moment in time, do we not have a choice? Or is so, that choice um, already made? Before that, that's that's the number one question. I, I'm kind of used to this, and I think most people who are philosophical determinists are, are used to that kind of question. It's like you do have a choice. You don't have a you don't have the ability to make an uncaused choice. Okay. Like, if I'm in the fork in the road, and it's kind of interesting, because one of my favorite poems is um, Robert Fr- uh, Frost, uh, The Road Not Taken, yep. uh, The Fork in the Road, and road all that. It's actually my yearbook quote in, nice. in high school. But this was actually, funnily enough, this this was my favorite poem, and it's my yearbook quote before I started believing in these things. So there's something interesting about that. But um, it is, yeah. uh, if you're in a fork in the road, and you say, like, I'm going to you know, take this one on the left. And then you're like, wait, no, 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 no. I'm going to prove I have free will and I'm going to go to the right and I'm going to go down this road. <laughs> it's like, boom, I just proved I have free will. It's like, you're not understanding that something still, there's still that, <laughs> something yeah. that's causing you to do that. That's just, it's, it's really, um, microscopic that the causes that like lead to your decision making. But so basically they took something <laughs> and then they made two words about it. So people could debate over it. <laughs> that's what I'm getting out of it. it. That's what it feels like. Well, this is fascinating to me. So I'm thinking, because I'm like somebody well, like, you can be successful, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that it's not necessarily. Well, like it's pre- in, it's in a way, determined. we have to act like we do We do have free will. Because I believe, it, well, another thing, one of the main um, like ethical or like when it comes to that like area of philosophy, um, what the implications of like determinism kind of um they they have these implications for say the penal system like we talked about or like i am a self-made man and things like that i don't think that just because determinism is real that uh we shouldn't have i believe that you're accountable but not solely responsible if that makes sense so you're um Yes, if you do something wrong or something, in a way, it's there was no other way that it could have happened, like in hindsight. But you need to almost act like free will is, is real because um, if you want uh, people to have like um, moral or ethical behaviors or, or like, you know, just have like good characteristics, um, you, you kind of have to... Um, it, like it doesn't matter it, like it, if somebody does something stupid like if they do something immoral or wrong or just like you know completely heinous or something it's like oh they should have known better but they couldn't have but it doesn't matter if they couldn't have because like they should have so it's almost like you have to hold somebody to a certain standard whether they you know could have met let up met up to that standard or not they you kind of have to hold them to that standard because we have a society and we need yeah. to incentivize people to be moral and hardworking and things like this mm-hmm. but also recognize that people have 
like reasons why they might not live up to those standards. Okay. If you know what I mean. So it's like if you if you're like a army general or something, and somebody's you know just some jackass, and he's not like you know it doesn't matter if they are like you you discipline them right and you you make them like into a you know so that new that enforcement yeah, of discipline might right. change the trajectory and so determine I think, a different you know, outcome have some compassion for how people are but also like it's okay to have stand like it's not like oh i don't have free will therefore i'm just gonna go fucking like <laughs> do whatever i want and kill people and like you know oh it's not i couldn't have done anything better it's like i don't know i feel it's like kinda, people confuse free will with being free to do something i i mean but I, does that make that sense is, that is like you're free to do anything but is that free will it, there's the illusion that you're free to do like anything. we have freedom here in america mm-hmm. uh, uh, let me put it this that's way a separate kind of freedom though i actually right that's I, what i'm saying i think people get confused yeah well when it comes to the idea of freedom that's like the most philosophically debated thing right. in the world because like in america good example we think freedom is to do whatever we want in other cultures they think freedom is from yourself like you know if you uh force a woman to wear a veil in certain countries like to us that's a total infringement on someone's freedom but it's like no we're freeing them from being judged by their appearance or something like they had like with freedom there's there's a lot of different angles to look at it by there's a course that i took on it's called the great courses uh by j rufus fears and he talks about the three types of freedom so there's uh national like sovereignty so the freedom like u.s is sovereign from any other nation so that's national freedom personal freedom and then what's that third one man that was gonna be a good one too blew it Personal freedom, national freedom, and maybe religious freedom? I don't know. Collective freedom or something? I don't know. But I don't know, but there's different different kinds of freedom. And in America, we're, like, the only society that's ever had and valued all three. But, like, people think... Because we're like, individualistic and collectivist, yes. sort of, in so a way. people think way. that the Middle East should want to be free because freedom should be a universal Right, value, but, but our ideas of freedom is not... That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Um, but I, I would say... Um, you know the idea that freedom is to choose to do whatever i want think about it this way like you can only make a decision based on your own your best idea of what of the best outcome would be like if think yes. of, think about like freedom as like if you had a uh, if you had a uh, toolbox or something and your your car had problems with it right if you have no prior experience like you might not know the best tool to use in that given scenario but if you are a car mechanic you learn and like they're able to make better decisions than somebody who has no experience at all think about that as life like people who have more knowledge can make if if somebody was um let's say raised in a basement in a cage had no access to the outside world or something and then finally you release them into public and they start you know like acting insane are you going to blame that on their free will? It's right. like, no, they didn't have, they had less options to choose from because they have less experience. So, I mean, that, that alone proves that we don't have free will. If you really want to come down to it, like you're, you're the, the options you have to choose from are based on what, like, you know, it's completely psychological. It's completely based on your experience and like your ideas of what the best idea to choose from is limited. And so if you make a bad decision or an immoral decision, maybe it's all you knew. I'm getting just a flood of like 
proverbs popping in my head like about the rich get richer because they know more right yeah or um, you don't know what you don't know like that kind of thing yeah you don't uh, know what you I don't just know learned that's I'm my a, favorite quote. i'm a determinist now that makes <laughs> yeah, yeah who knew <laughs> yeah um now i would say that uh, you have free will to choose that i think the collection of experiences <laughs> and thoughts that i've had have led me to this decision yeah, that that's uh, I was I was taking a piss one day and I saw some bathroom <laughs> graffiti like somebody had written everything you've ever done has led has you, to, led this you to this point. And that's, that's funny. That is interesting. I believe like, that any decision I would have ever made, I wouldn't have been at this specific point. So good decisions compound better decisions over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, well, I mean, I would also emphasize like the more, you know, there there's a value to learning more. Yeah. Because um, you'll make better decisions. Yeah. Wow. So that's that. That kind of also goes back to why I think we should hold people to a certain standard, whether they knew better or not. Yeah. Because, you know, we have a society and we like, value peop- moral people, people who make good decisions. It's been one of my favorite conversations I've had on this podcast so far. Awesome. Thank you for bringing it's that. It's one up. of my favorite topics. I got to get running. I would love to have you guys back. Yeah, we'll do it again for sure. Well, I'll bring more vodka next time. Yeah. And uh, so, keep into indie. Where can people find you? Uh, at keep indie indie anywhere you look. I mean, it's really easy to find. There's a there's a website, and then there's the social media handles. Um, we have our personal pages. Vito's his own brand as well as keep indie indie. So, at what is it, Vito? Uh, at Vito Poverenti. V I T O P U L V E R E N T I. Super long name. Telling my wife last night, I've been dealing with too many Italian names. I got <laughs> Panettoni, Polverenti. I got. Uh, I'm actually Mexican and Italian. Really? Yep. Nice. I'm a mix of a bunch of things. I think. Yeah. I, think I need I'm to do that test. Well. Twenty-three me or whatever. It is. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> What'd you get? What I get? What was my score? Yeah. <laughs> funny, a plus. It, it says that you're. Uh, it'll break it down like by ethnicity, but the very top metric is yourself 100 percent addison is how it's nice taught, yeah. and then like <laughs> awesome. beneath that it gives you a um breakdown of your i'm a european mutt i'm you know yeah. mostly british they, they do it by metric so uh british and irish is the same metric but then it'll like break subs, it down break it down on what you are so like i most of my uh ethnicity or whatever comes all over northwest europe but i'm also a, a fair amount in german and at least 20% Eastern European. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. I think I'm a lot as well. I haven't done it, but I, my dad did one, and it was a whole mess of things. But Not sponsored by 23andMe. Not sponsored by 23andMe. Not yet. Although, yeah. uh, there I should really be. really no surprises with me. I mean, I kind of knew about my my um, family history and all that. Yeah. It I just sh- confirmed that it's legit. I still want to be sponsored by Blue Moon Light Sky. So if you're listening, Blue Moon Light Sky, I need a sponsorship. Uh, appreciate you guys coming on today. Sure. Yep. Real quick, quick favor to ask from you who are listening to us talk some bullshit every week or a couple times a week. Do me a favor, share this with a friend. Spend a lot of time, a uh, little bit of money on this, and so I would appreciate it if you'd share it with somebody who would enjoy this content. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Love you.